This message is brought to you by ABC Church in Ammonford, West Wales. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org. Speaker in leatherette trousers. This is happening. Not leather, leatherette trousers. Size, what did you say, 14? Sorry, no, they're not size, no, no, sorry. <laughs> I'm joking. I think they're 12. Um, anyway, <laughs> our speaker today, always look forward to listening to what she's going to say. Besides all the joking and the laughing, we're going to hear from God, aren't we? Yeah. Let's give her a round of applause. This is Andrea. Thanks. Morning, morning, morning. Now, right, sorry. Now, bear with me. I'm going to have to do a little bit of housekeeping in leatherette. Right, let's go. Actually, what I'm doing is pioneering a new speaker uniform. So next week, Pastor Phil, he's borrowing these off me. Same thing. <laughs> It's going to be amazing. You can all come, point, laugh, and enjoy the word of the Lord. Yes, strapping males, would you just move these speakers for me? Failing that, Phil and Dan, could you move these strapping? (laughs) Told you my takedown is swift. Hey, anyway, listen, this morning, everything I was going to say, everything I was going to speak on, Mark and Ruth have just done it, so, uh, what's that? Is it a car? Oh, so I thought it was me. I thought, I don't know what's happening. It's the leatherette. <laughs> Taking on a life of their own. No, so everybody has said everything I needed to speak on this morning. So this is going to be really, really short. You'll be glad to know. So I started off preparing this. I am um, currently unattached, but I'm all right with it. You know, I'm just a bit single at the moment. But you know what? Jesus loves me. So it's all good. It's all good. It's so, no, anyway, I came down this morning, right? Could barely walk through the hall because of the raft of Valentines that had come through my front door. <laughs> they were all there, usual suspects. Clooney, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I'm like, I'm not being funny. I'm a woman of God. I'm going to church. Do this again. Solicitors will be involved. You've just got to draw a line sometimes, right? So, this is an anti-Valentine's message. As Ruth said, it's not about chocolates, but it is a bit. All right, but it's uh, for all of us. Whether you've got a partner or not, because that's racist if you don't give us chocolates because we're single, right? So, <laughs> so, this is not about chocolates, hearts, flowers, all of that stuff. This is about knowing the love of God, yes? Yeah. Amen. I need lots of amens and everything today, okay? Just because, just because. So this is the culmination of the series I've been doing on relationships. So this is the fourth in the series, and Valentine's Day seems like a really apt day to do it on. So we have moved through a blessed relationship where we looked at that verse in Numbers, you know, the Lord make his face to shine upon you. We've looked at a believing relationship where the, Jesus was the vine and we stay in the vine. And we've looked at a perfect relationship where, you know what, God's love is shed abroad in our hearts and his love his peace passes understanding all that stuff in Philippians and we culminate today with a loving relationship and the verses we are looking at are Ephesians 13 verses did you know I was going to speak on that look at that isn't Jesus isn't the Holy Spirit amazing the very verses Mark spoke on this morning are the verses I'm speaking on so thank you Jesus that's confirmation isn't it yeah So open your ears. We've had that amazing time of worship. Your heart should now be wide open, ready to receive the word of God. Let those seeds go down deep into the soil of God's wonderful love. Are you ready? Some of you are, which is really encouraging. Are you ready? No, do you know what? Why ABC didn't say a word and they know better than this? Because I'm just going to come up to them now and go, are you ready? Right, okay, we're going to... Yeah, shut up, man. 
We are ready. So we are going to throw the verses up. We're not. We're going to put them up on IT because that's what we do here. So they are in sections. So this is, we're going from 14 to 21. If you've got your Bibles, that's amazing. If not, look at this. It's like magic. The word of the Lord is on a screen. Okay, here we go. I might read it from the Bible just because I can and I'm that holy. Okay. Ready? For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, yeah? This is not some generalized thing now, right? That you, 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 you me, that you, where am I? Being rooted and establishing love may have power together with all the saints. So it's you and all of you. Yeah? It's individual and it's corporate. So you and you. Got it? No, you've got to get this now, right? (laughs) Right? Because today we're doing this now. Yeah? So you get it. Got it? Good. Right. To grasp, may have power together with all the saints, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love, and that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. See, it's us now. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Oh, amen. Oh, come on! Do you get this? Do you know what? Because the time is over for playing about. Right? If you want to move on, if you want to smash Foot in the name of Jesus Christ, if you want to break the chains that bind, if you want to move on in power, if you want to see your family saved, today is the day of salvation. And that doesn't mean that we look out there and go, aren't they lost? Oh my gosh, that's so terrible. It starts inside us with us. Okay? You want to change your world? Get changed. You want to change the people around you? You start changing. You want to start doing things for Jesus? Start doing things for Jesus. See how that works? See if that works? You wake up one day, God, you're not using me, and I just feel like I've got this amazing gift of worship in my case. But, you know, um, you know people are like, oh, my God, you're not using me. And I just think, oh, come on, Andrea, get out there and just live Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now start living it. Goodbye. No, right here we go. <laughs> That's it. Amen. So we're going to break this down into segments. Is that okay? So we're going to start with verses 14 and 15. They're going to come up in broken bits up on you. Okay? This was written by Paul. Paul was in prison in Rome and he wrote this. Now, there's arguments over whether it was written to the church in Ephesus where he had spent two years or whether it was written to somewhere else and people have just aligned it with the Ephesians, the Ephesian people over time because it seems to be written to people he's never met. That is immaterial, but it's also wholly material to what we're talking about. Because one, this is a prison prayer. This is a prison prayer. You can overcome your circumstances. If Paul had never met these people and still his heart is bleeding for them, poured out among them, they're not some anonymous, faceless group of people. These are people that he is saying, oh, if you could just get this. And I pray that the God the Father would answer my prayer and move in you in power. So when we see people and we don't know them, or we're thinking of situations and we don't know those people, we can still pray the power of God as though they were stood next to us. Yes? So Paul has got this. So although this letter was written thousands of years ago, it's for you. It's for me. It's for us. 
Paul is stood right next to us going, he's in heaven with all the saints going, come on! Do you feel that sometimes? See, sometimes we feel so alone, we forget that there's a cloud of saints in heaven shouting our name. And also, and even better, where's Jesus right now? Where's Jesus right now? Oh, Christian people! Where's Jesus right now? I don't know, Argos? You know, what? What? Where is he? Seated at the right hand of the Father. And what's he doing? Interceding on our behalf. So the cloud of saints are shouting us on and Jesus is going, that's my boy, Lord. That's my girl, Lord. Could you just look after them for me? Could you just do this? He is praying so that we know he's with us and God moves and blesses. And then we are blessed to be a blessing. See, relationship is about trust and faith. If you don't believe for one second that Jesus isn't up there praying for you, where's your relationship with Jesus? Is that challenging? Is that confrontational? Is that pushing buttons? Sorry, not sorry. Okay? Because I need to question that in myself sometimes. Where are you? Well, actually, Andrew, I'm at the right hand of the Father praying on your behalf. That's what he's doing right now. So here we go. The screens. For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom his whole family in heaven on earth derives its name. You believe that? Absolutely, we believe that. We believe in God the Father, and these are the best blessings to ask for people in our lives because they are spiritual blessings, aren't they? I kneel before the Father asking spiritual blessings for the people in my life. I kneel before the Father asking for spiritual blessings for everyone who comes to YABC. I kneel before the Father asking for spiritual blessings for everyone in work and that I come across, and for every one of you here. Do you kneel before the Father and ask spiritual blessings? Do you kneel before the Father and ask for the God in heaven to make his face shine upon your enemies? This is what we are called to do, church. And if Paul had met these people, amen. If Paul had never met these people, amen. You kneel before the Lord and ask spiritual blessings of them. Our prayer is to God and to no one else. We make no idols in our lives other than nothing. We have no idols. In our hearts, they are idol factories. They will always find something to turn to. They will find, you know what, shopping. Shopping, which you can now do on your phone. All of us carry around most sensitive, yes, sensitive and complicated computers in our hands. (laughs) I can do anything at the swipe of a screen, at the touch of a button. I want those shoes, I don't even have to think about it. I buy those shoes and I'll worry about that bank statement later. (sighs) And often I don't know. (laughs) Self-control is a fruit of the spirit. Okay, so... We can do all of that now. We don't even have to stop and think. It's so impulsive. We have the most complicated machinery that we can do things with, so we turn to it. You know what? I need a word from God. I wonder what the word today says. Um, Nothing that's relevant for me, so I'm not even going to bother praying. You know what? We want instant gratification. You can have instant gratification. You can put your ready meal in a microwave. You know? You can text someone. You can squeeze someone. You can instant message them. But you know what? Start talking to God. Start talking to God. That's what Ruth was saying this morning, isn't it? You know, it's like emails. And for a lot of us, we've sent that email to God, but sending is pending. I just made that up. I'm so amazing. (laughs) I just actually just made that up. Oh, Holy Spirit, you're amazing. Sending is pending. So we've got all this stuff, all this stuff we want to do in our life. Oh, gosh, yes, Lord. Oh, Lord. But I'll talk to you in a minute because actually I'm in a really low place right now. And what I'm actually going to do is some shopping. 
I'm in a really low place right now, so what I'm actually going to do is watch some YouTube videos. I'm in a really low place right now, so maybe I'll start drinking or taking drugs or maybe having sex with randomers or maybe I'll just do a whole heap of stuff that'll distract me from that and I'll think about that later when the consequences are really dire. Instead of, instead of sending his pending, hit the button, deliverance. Oh, I just made that up as well! <laughs> you are delivered, you are restored, you are redeemed. Believe any of that? Let's start acting like it. That's what I'm saying. Let's start putting that out there. Let's start acting like it. None of this is on my notes, incidentally, because I'm just going off-road right now. Never mind. Okay, verse 16. Verse 16. I pray. This is what he's praying. So all those blessings. I pray that out of his glorious riches, oh heavens, you see, they're not just riches. They're glorious riches. They're the best riches because they are suffused with the glory of God himself. So his riches, his peace, his kindness, his love, all of that is suffused with him. Because you'll have peace in the world. You can have riches in the world. You can have kindness and mercy in the world. But they won't be suffused with his riches. But when you get the goodness of God in your life, then you get his riches that are glorious. Don't you want to have glorious riches? Rather than just riches that stuff this world brings? Oh, that can be quite nice, but have glorious riches. Oh, you know what? We saw, we sell the truth for a lie. We sell the truth for a lie. We trade his glorious riches for riches. But with God, you know, you get over and above. His cup runs over. <laughs> no, no, you don't have to worry if the glass is half full or half empty. With God, the cup overflows. Yeah? Live, live that kind of life. Do you see what I'm saying? Where you get the peace of mind. Okay, that's the riches in this world if you can get some peace of mind. But with God, you get the peace that passes understanding. Now, that's glorious riches right there, yeah? Okay. He may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Yeah? Because to the outside world, I can give strength off. Do you know what? I can give vibes of confidence off. I can do all of that. I'll tell you why. Because I, I am a person who, well, yeah, I'm just going to say it. I don't really have any self-esteem issues. You may have noticed. You know, I don't really suffer with that stuff. And that's not to say I don't have doubts or feelings of, oh, about myself. But you know what? God says you will prosper as your soul prospers. Right? It is in my son's best interest that I'm confident. It is in your best interest that I'm confident. Joseph's like, that what? <laughs> Wish you had a few self-esteem issues, ma'am. I'm not being funny. <laughs> Maybe you won't get on my case so much, you know. He's a teenager. He hates me. So, you know, there we go. But my strength is from God, not from anything that is outside me. You see, self-esteem issues when we allow the externals to invade what is inside us. But God will strengthen you in your innermost being. So if what is in here is glorious riches, then it doesn't matter what's out here. Does that make sense? So you see, all the, what does, what does Shakespeare call it? The slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. All of that stuff can come bombarding you. But inside, you are so full of the power of the Spirit and God's glorious riches that you can say, do your worst. I have a Father in heaven who loves me. And the Son is sitting at his side praying for me. And the Holy Spirit, well, he dwells within me. Because that's how much God loves me. He gave me a comforter. Do you see? Now, I am not... I work with young people for a living. I'm a nurse. I've been a nurse for about 100 years. NHS, man and boy, you know. Come on, NHS. But I see stuff that would chill your blood. I work with young people, and it would devastate you. 
Because nine times out of ten, their story would break your heart, not make you angry. <laughs> and I work with that, and you look at that, and you see how much Jesus is needed in this world, and you think, oh, if only you could get it. But I always tell you, if only you could see what I see. If only you could see how much God loved you. If only you could see how much he wants to give to you. And I know that you have had people in your life that have really ruined you. But you know, beyond all of that, God loves you. So I'm not trivializing people's lives when I say these things. I am not belittling what people have gone through. But I am determined, while I have strength in my body, I will not allow young people to live their lives defined by the tragedy and trauma that has befallen them. And I will show them that there is a God in heaven. And I will tell them that they have a saviour who loves them. And I will show them that actually it is nothing to do with everything that I have got in my life. But intrinsically God loves me and I work out of that and that alone. Do you see that has to happen? Do you see how you can influence people? But you can affect people and you can change people's lives. We call them dandelion children. Do you know why? Because weeds will grow anywhere. So even in cracks in a pavement, a weed will come up and grow and flower. We need more dandelion children. You can be the person watering that dandelion child. Do you understand? Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So much money is poured into young people's services because we realise that some of them haven't had the lives that are ideal. But you know what? We need to put more money, sorry, political rant, into early years, not to two years. That's when we need to be getting young people so that these problems are overcome way, way, way back down the line so we can tell parents with little ones, do you know how much God loves you? Now you can love your child that way because they're not told that. Some people have never had that in their lives. Do you understand that? When you are so loved, that's hard to fathom. I work with people who have never been told that they are loved. Never. That's unfathomable, isn't it? So do you see why it's so important you get this stuff? Because it changes people. Not because you're awesome, which you are, but because God is awesome. That's why I stand with my hands high and heart abandoned, because he can do it and I can't. So if you look at me and think, oh, she's a cocky piece, isn't she? You're partly right, because in the bone of it, I will be. Do you know what? I'll be like, ah, awesome, yeah, working this look, even though when I move, it's like a shower of autumn leaves coming down. <laughs> they make a strange noise, which I didn't realise until I was walking around. But it's not altogether unpleasant, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> so when, you know, you look at that and think, you know, like, oh, I wish I was like her. No, 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 no. Totally understandable, but no. You want to be like my saviour in heaven? Do you know him? Oh, because he's amazing. He's amazing. Look at him, don't look at me. We're going to move on. Okay. 17. Why are we with this power? So that you may dwell in your house for faith, and I pray that you've been rooted and established in love. I know there's a comma there, so there should be another verse, but I just want to look at this bit for a moment. We spoke on this. Mark and Ruth have done this. Rooted and established in his love. I've got a couple of slides. Bear with me. You see, love is a fixed thing. It is a fixed point. Right? The love of Christ is a fixed point. Jesus' death is a fixed point in history, and now his love is fixed in us. It transcends all time, all barriers, all age, everything. It is fixed. Nothing can change it or move it. So when the love of Christ is in your hearts, nothing changes or moves that. You get that? Do you get that? So you notice I'm talking to young people because they suck it up like water. 
But do all of you who've been coming to church for a million years get that? Yeah. And my mother's going, yes, Andrea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll pay the price after all of you, don't you worry. A study was carried out. I made a list in case any of you wanted to check my research. It's not Wikipedia, it's actually proper research, everyone. Yes, that's right. So Kin in 2015 and Working 10 in 2014 did studies on monkeys. I know, I know, right? Don't know. Okay, so studies on monkeys. Okay, and what they wanted to find out is if depression in primates was in inherited or innate. Whether to prove whether people got depressed because of circumstantial stuff or not, whether you had to introduce an environmental factor. You know, we've done lots of brain stuff before together, this sort of thing. So what they did, they got groups of monkeys and they put them into different social strata. One group of monkeys, they left all together in a big room, okay? And they divided them. Now, some monkeys are alpha monkeys. You will know all about that. You want to know about alpha males and alpha monkeys? CE and after, okay? Yeah. <laughs> no, because you did that stuff, but yeah, anyway. so. But what we found was that one would definitely take precedent. One monkey, one tough monkey, would always take the role and he would rough the other monkeys up until he was in charge. But on top of this, what they did was, so that was sort of naturally occurring among these primates. But what the researchers did, now this is interesting, they, sub they split the monkeys into groups. One group of monkeys they fed regularly, every day. On the same time, they fed them regularly. Another group of monkeys were allowed to eat what they want when they wanted, okay? and another group of monkeys' food was held from them. So the feeding pattern was random. So it would be every two days, then that evening, then they'd have to wait another three days. So what they didn't have was a regular eating schedule. Now I want to show you a picture, the first picture, die the screens. Now then, which do you think is the depressed monkey? <laughs> It ain't this fella, is it? <laughs> Look at this one. I know, a taunt man. I feel bad enough showing it. But that is a depressed monkey. And what they found was, outside, and, and they, they could correlate these findings, okay? I know monkeys, whatever. But listen, what they found was bullying and neglect caused depression. So insecurity and instability causes, they took blood tests from them, so their, their bloods were all over the place. Now that is different to other methods of abuse that get put, imposed on people which bring their own issues. This was purely looking at withholding food and withholding comfort. They left the monkeys be bullied and they left them hungry. Look what's happening. Do you see why it is so important that you are God in this world? People live like that. People live like that. People live, children live, not knowing who's coming through the back door and whether there'll be food at the end of the day. But we expect them to go and learn and behave and sit tidy and talk nice, right? And those children grow into adults. And we expect them to get jobs and sit tidy and talk nice when they've been brought up not knowing where the next morsel comes from. You're on high alert the whole time. You are on high alert for danger the whole time. You're living in a state of insecurity and instability. You are stirred up and shaken instead of being still and knowing that I am God. But the great news is, you see, is that the adult brain is as plastic as a child's brain and we can relearn things. So when we get to know God, we can change. 
do see, never look at anybody and think that they're a lost cause. Never look at it. Don't you impose that judgment upon anyone. Do you know what I love to think? Every leopard can change its spots. Yes? Because they can. Because we can take that monkey and make it this monkey. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. Yeah? That is one happy monkey. Look at that. I love that photo. It makes me laugh every time I see it. But you know what? And again, I'm not trivializing, but this is such a hard subject because do you know what the other finding of that subject was? And this is terrifying. In those alpha monkeys, the ones that took over, when those baby monkeys were really hungry and really alone, their mothers would leave them. Yeah, their mothers would leave them because they needed to look after themselves. They needed to conserve their own energy. They needed to defend themselves from the bullies. They needed to look after them. So they stopped looking after the little baby monkeys. So they were abandoned. That's why I put the smiley face up while I told you that. Because that's horrible, isn't it? We throw people to the dog's church. God doesn't. There's no scrap heap that God puts you on. God says, do you know what? I love you. I set my son for you. And you know what? Monkeys may abandon their little baby monkeys. And nursing mothers may abandon their children. But you know what God says? I will never leave you or forsake you. God says, forget you, forget you. How could I forget you? Look, I carved your names on the palms of my hands. That's what Christ says. That's what he's done for you. So don't worry about that. But we can be Jesus in a place where Jesus doesn't seem to be for people. He is there, but people are in such a state they don't see that. Mothers will abandon their children, but Jesus never does. And who are we in this world of if we are not Jesus? You with me on that? Are we together on this? Are we okay with all of this? Excellent. So to wind this piece up, we're just going to show this picture, which is the cutest monkey you've ever seen. Look at that monkey. I just wanted to finish with something really, really lovely. Look at that cute little orangutan. Breaks my heart. It's just like that. Oh, I've got to show that monkey. Go on, you just want to cut him. There we are. See, when you love Jesus... <laughs> shines on your face you're the cutest monkey okay is all of that stuff okay because it really is depressing but it's true okay so we hold that in our minds you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and you are that to other people as well yeah regardless of age regardless of how long you've been doing this Christianity thing regardless of how long you've been coming to church you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus if you love Jesus and declare him as your saviour yes yes we all okay with that we're going to move on verse 18 together with all the saints all of us this is a group endeavour yeah we're together in this to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. You see, you have to know it. You have to know it for yourself and internalize that. But you know, the Christian life is not an internal one. The Christian life is an external one. Now go in my name and make disciples of all men. That's what Jesus says, isn't it? You are transformed within, now you go out and tell other people about it. So you need to grasp for yourself before you can show other people how wide it encompasses everything. Yes, it encompasses everything about you, but it encompasses the whole world. Yes? Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh, come on. Yes? Yeah. I'm getting a bit shrill now. How wide it encompasses everything. How long? 
There is no length that you can run away to that Jesus will not pull you back. There is no distance that you can travel that he will not follow you and say, guess what, you were mine, you were always mine, now come on back. Isn't that reassuring? There is no length. The lengths that he will go to for you, he gave his life for you. That's what he will go to for you. How high? Do you know what? From eternal to eternal, from everlasting to everlasting. That's how much God loves you. From everlasting to everlasting. From the point where God created the earth, and he existed before that, to the time when Jesus comes back again. That's how, that's how much he loves you. That's how high it is. It goes from eternity to eternity. It goes from everlasting to everlasting. It never fails. It never dies. Okay with that? Yeah. Isn't this all really, really good? It puts hearts and flowers in the shade, quite frankly, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay? And the depth of it? Doesn't matter how deep you go. The depth of our degradation, the depth of our sin, Christ goes down and gets us. He's not afraid of getting his hands dirty, church. So you mustn't be afraid of bothering him with stuff. He's in the business of sorting stuff out. In fact, he's already sorted it out because he says, it is finished. <laughs> so when he comes to you and you say, oh, so Jesus, Jesus, he's going, babe, I've already done this. <laughs> Why are you living that life over and over and over again? Babe, I've done it. You know, I'm not even being disrespectful. That's how Jesus talks, yeah? Darling, sweetheart, lovely, mate, dude. Sometimes it's like, just pack it in, Andrea. Now get up and go. What are you doing? But he's like, why, why, why are you beating yourself up with this stuff that's happened in the past all the time? I've done it. I've done it. It is finished. Paid in full. You are mine. Yeah? And nothing can separate us from that love in Christ Jesus. Amen? Oh, amen. Nothing. Isn't that the most, isn't that the biggest safety net you've ever had or need? That nothing can separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Now, some of you seem underwhelmed by that, I'll be honest. So I'm just going to leave you that with you. Enjoy. All right? But our changing circumstances bring changing emotions, and our emotions should never rule our life. Okay? God rules our life. The love of God that is in Christ Jesus rules our lives. If you are allowed yourself to be tossed about on the seas of emotion, you know what? Cast your eyes upon Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. We have an anchor, fixed and secure. He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. So if you are prevaricating and being moved around, you need to cast your eyes upon Jesus because he doesn't change. He doesn't move. He is the same always. We all right with that? Yeah? Verse 19, we're moving on. We're nearly there. We're nearly there. I've got five minutes. I'm going to talk fast. Right. And to know to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God I love this I love this and to know this love that surpasses knowledge what a beautiful contradiction isn't that just the most beautiful contradiction you've ever heard so you can know it but you'll never know it in that you will never get to the bottom of it that's a mystery that God keeps for himself but when we get to heaven face to face and he sits down in my mansion there will be lots of Turkish delight I don't know about the rest of you and I will be wearing a tiara okay and, and you know what I'll sit there there'll be tea there'll be loads of tea in heaven 
And you know, you'll have that moment to just praise and adore and worship our Saviour. And he'll sit down and he'll go, now about all that stuff, Andrea, shall I explain it to you? And I'll go, I hope I go, do you know it doesn't matter anymore? Because <laughs> now you're here with your Saviour and everything makes sense. But you know what, we need to get that measure on earth that says, I know how much you love me and I don't have to try and work it out. Because stuff happens that we have to try and work out. Horrible stuff happens. Horrible, terrible stuff happens that we try and work out. And God goes, you just need to love me and trust me and believe in me and know that I would never leave you and know how much I love you and we'll get through this bit together. Yeah? You may not get every answer you want, church. You may not get every answer you want, but you can rely on the fact that God is a reliable, loving father who says, I'm here and I'm not going. We'll get through this bit together. But what I won't do, maybe, maybe you'll get answers, praise the Lord. Maybe you won't, praise the Lord. He is infinite and wise and good and lovely. All his decisions are just. I can't explain that to you. But all I can know is that I don't know, but I love him. And that's the place we need to be in, isn't it? I guess. You know, we need to work that bit out sometimes in fear and trembling, don't we? Because God is here, and he does love, and he is faithful, and he is good, and he is all of those things. And we have to, if we could only connect our current circumstances with an eternal God, we would see it maybe from his perspective and think, all right, I just have to chill in this bit, knowing that you're with me. Because circumstances can be overwhelming, and sometimes they are not the truth. Do you, do you get what I see? Yeah. Do you get what I'm seeing? Is that sometimes circumstances are just that moment in time? Yeah. Partner with God. Align yourself. When two are in agreement, it says, isn't it? Align yourself with God. Get through that bit. And know that he loves you. We're going to round up. Is Paul here? Oh, there you are. Oh, hello. Yeah. I don't know if Paul wants to play through this bit because I am quite spiritual. And I think the music emphasizes that. Okay, verse 20 and 21. I love this bit. Right, here we go. Now then. Why are we doing all of this? Why are we having this relationship with God? Why? It's this next two verses. These two verses are a doxology. Do you know what a doxology is? Everybody goes, yeah. And Joe goes, no. <laughs> See me later. No, what it is, right? It's a hymn of praise. In fact, I was reading Matthew Henry last night. Anybody got Matthew Henry's commentary on the Bible? Oh, my heavens above. What a gift from God. Oh, I've got the abridged version. It's that big. So it must be about that big. Right? And he says this, it is proper always to end prayers with praises. Oh, there's a lesson for life. So at the end of that prayer, Paul gives us this doxology, a praise, a hymn of praise to his God. This is why. And oh, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. What? Amen. Amen. But listen, listen to this. Break this down. When is this happening? Right, my mother shouted it out because she knows me better. All of you, we'll all be living in a world of pain unless I get some responses now, right? Here we go. When? Now! Now, today is the day of salvation. Now, do not delay. Don't think, well, I'll do all of that tonight, Andrea. That'll be awesome. I'll have a little flick through my Bible. And, you know, I'll have some quiet time, but it'll be after pudding. And, you know, we'll do all of that. Because, no, 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 no. Now, 
now. You start praising and praying now. Yes? To who? Him. Him, 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 him. Not us. To him. It's all unto him. Who is what? Able. You don't believe in an unable God, do you? You believe in an able God. So able, he is able to do anything. He transcends time. He defied death for you. Do you believe he is able? Some of us live in a world where God might. Or God may be. Or, you know, if I do a load of things correct, then God will. God is able. You turn to him and he is able to do. To do what? Immeasurably. You try and contain it in your hands if you want to, but God will just spill it out through your fingers. But be not be aware, if you're holding it like this, then what can God do with it? Nothing. Live like this, church. Live with your hands wide open so that God is able to do immeasurably more than, than we what? Then we ask or imagine. He goes beyond what you can even think of. According to what? His power. Not according to you. Not according to us. Not according to me individually or us collectively, but according entirely to his power. That is a what? It's not a dormant power. It is working, it is active, it is dynamic. The same power that lifted Jesus up out of the grave is at work in you now. Right? And it is working within us. You may not walk through life and, you know, pavement into gold under your feet. It starts raining jelly beans, you know, not that sort of stuff. But you know that wherever you walk, God is with you. Take off your shoes, church, for wherever you go is holy ground. Because God is at work within you and with you every step of the way. Yes? Now then, to him be what? Glory, all the glory, all the glory, all the time. To him, not a bit of us. You with me on that? Don't anybody start turning around backslapping in my presence or telling me how good I am. It's all about him. All of it. Where? No, somebody whispered it now and you're losing me. Come on, Ponto crowd. Where? In the church. In his holy church. His kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven and in his church as it is in heaven. We're not some ghetto. We're not some Christian enclave where we can do what we like here, but we don't impact anything out in our lives, in our world. To him be glory in the church. His glory is in the church. You are the church. Where are you tomorrow? You're in work. You're still the church. So to him be glory in the church. And where? In Christ Jesus. There is no other way. There is no other name. Listen, 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 listen. You want all of this stuff? You want that relationship? One non-negotiable, Christ Jesus. Don't try and get to God the Father by circumventing Jesus. Because a lot of us do. Because he challenges. He loves. Oh, he loves. But if you want to do it properly, effectively, eternally, you go through Christ Jesus. There is no other name. Live your life as though there is no other name. Throughout where? Through what? How does he work? All generations. Look at your families. Look at the people around you. Every age, every nation, every generation. There will be glory to Jesus in them. Do you believe that?
Do you believe that this church is going to be full of the generations of your family, of my family? Yes. yes. Why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it? If we're not doing it, who's going to do it? Just asking. Forever and ever. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Now listen. I'm not here to tell you anything you don't know. I'm not here to judge you or condemn you. I'm just telling you that now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to the power that it is work within us to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever and ever forever and ever and ever and ever forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever yes and amen thank you everyone this message was brought to you by abc church for more information please visit our website at www.abclife.org or search for us on facebook or twitter you can also contact us by phone on 01269 596000